0: Welcome to the Family Worship Center podcast. Each week we bring you our message from our Sunday morning services at Family Worship Center in Beaumont. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like a morning fog, and here in Southeast Texas we know about morning fog. They're there, they're very, very thick, very, very, uh, just almost can taste, feel, and touch it, and then all of a sudden it is gone. And he says what you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, Live and do this or that. We hope you find this message encouraging. Amen. Well, last weekend we um, had our Christmas program, I guess you'd call it, and uh, it was called "Adore," and hence that song right there. Come, let us adore Him. And it was a big success. Uh, we had uh, Friday night was probably our lowest crowd. Uh, Saturday and Sunday were good crowds, and here's the good thing about it, as a part of that, and, and for those of you that were here, I'm just reviewing, but the, for those of you that weren't, uh, we had just a small, simple uh, gospel presentation, uh, maybe five minutes, Zach, wouldn't you say, about five minutes, and uh, ten, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> any good preacher is going to preach at the drop of a hat, and sometimes you got to drop the hat yourself, but um, anyway, long story short is we had 24 decisions during that three three days so that's worth a hand clap. It's always a good thing to um, to uh, introduce somebody to to the Lord and so it was a good thing. Uh, a couple of things I want to make you aware of and I get our deacons if you'll get ready we'll receive this morning's tithe and offering and speaking of which uh, in the last probably, Six months to a year, I have had several people talk to me and saying, "Hey, I don't, I don't even have a, a checkbook, and is there a way to give online?" So we have, I, I have jumped through all the hoops to make that happen, and it wasn't an easy task. There was a lot of hurdles to jump through, but uh, we now have it set up to where you can go to FWC Beaumont. or you know, it's a FWCBMT.org. dot org. It's dot org. And on that front page there that gives all the links to Facebook and YouTube and all those kinds of things where you can find the sermons, at the bottom of the page, you will find a button that says Donate. It goes through PayPal. Uh, If you've got a PayPal account, if you do not have a PayPal account, you can give uh, with a credit card. There, you can set it up for monthly and make it a continuous thing, or you can do it one time. You'll get an email from PayPal saying that you did that, You'll also get a confirmation email from FWCBMT uh, at yahoo.com. That's our email, so you might want to put that in your uh, uh, inbox, uh, your address book is what I'm trying to say, to where it'll come to your inbox. But uh, anyway, you'll get a confirmation saying that you gave. Uh, so that will also apply uh, just like any other gift to the church. we will... Uh, uh, be accounted for your end of the year giving so if you don't have a checkbook or it doesn't come handy i've actually had some people say hey i, I have to go buy the uh, the amt uh atm <laughs> my list kicks in every now and then <laughs> atm to be able to get cash to give so this is going to make it available if you if you don't worry about those things then it doesn't apply to you but just wanted to make you aware of that so Let's pray over the offering, they'll receive it. Lord, thank you for an opportunity to give. It means you have blessed us, and Lord, you do all the time. So Lord, we're going to give accordingly. We're going to do what your word says, we're going to give with a cheerful heart. We're going to give what you have required of us and beyond if we can. And Lord, we're just asking you that you would take that, multiply it in the hands of the church. Let us be able to meet every need above and beyond to do more ministry. And we thank you, Lord, for doing that. Thank you for meeting our needs, and we just give accordingly in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So worship in your giving. A couple other things. Don't forget, there are a few, very few calendars left out there, 2018 calendars. You'll need those come tomorrow. Uh, So pick those up on the way out. Also, and I touched on this, new series coming starting next Sunday. Also new midweek studies. And uh, so be sure and just... Look at the bulletins, newsletters, and that will be coming out, Miss Kathy said, shortly. Um, So just a lot of things going on at the first of the year, so be sure and uh, keep an eye out so that you don't miss any of those. So tomorrow, you'll need to start writing a different date on everything that you date. How many of you like me? It takes about two months to get in the swing of that. You write the year before for a while. And if you're like me, this year has snuck up on us. I don't know if you're like me, but it seems like the hurricane threw my calendar off and everything since then has absolutely just, all of a sudden there it was. Uh, fact is, uh, my wife and I were talking about, a. Uh, it was the week of Christmas there, when Christmas was going to be on Monday. Uh, I asked her, I said, have you already done the shopping for the meal? This is about the 22nd. She said, no. Nah. She said, I thought I'd get it next trip to the grocery. I said, well, when are you planning on going? And she, she said, what do you mean? I said, well, it's the 22nd. She said, oh, I better go. <laughs> so it snuck up on it. Uh, I mean, I, there were last-minute gifts that I had to buy and things like that. So this year has just zipped by, especially the last quarter of it. But here we are facing the new year. And, you know, here's the thing. We, as as human beings, we tend to Put a, a, a specific time and date. It's like almost at, uh, at midnight tonight, the slate wipes clean. We start a new year. Everything's fresh. Everything's just, uh, you, you kind of begin over again. Now, the Lord, I don't think, is so much that way. I think his time frame runs a little more contiguous. And I don't think he has those big breaks in it like we seem to uh, see them. But here's the thing. As we are looking at 2018, A lot of things that we need to look at, a lot of things that we need to think about. And the fact is, we make plans. Nothing wrong with making plans. How many of you are planners, thinkers, that kind of stuff? And nothing wrong with having that. But James tells us, and James, his book, uh, the book of James, uh, he was the Lord's half-brother, but he was also kind of to the point. And I always call that book, the subtitle of that book, in my opinion, is Faith with Boots On. Uh, he says, you know, you tell me you got faith, show me you got faith. He's all, all about doing. And he tells us in James chapter four, we're going to have it on the screen for you. There it is. He says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we're going to go into a certain town and we're going to stay there a year and we'll do business there. and We'll make a profit. Yeah. Let me go ahead and dismiss vibrations at this time. Sorry about that guys. <laughs> So, he says, we're going to go and we're going to make a profit. We're going to do this, that, and the other. And how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like a morning fog. And here in Southeast Texas, we know about morning fogs. They're there. They're very, very thick. Very, very, uh, just almost can taste, feel, and touch it. And then, all of a sudden, it is gone. And he says, what you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Uh, And then... Uh, David talks about it in Psalm 90 this way. And he says, Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Uh, The King James Version, New King James, says, Teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. And here's the thing. 2017, for a whole lot of people, was uh, was not a good year. Okay? We didn't see that coming. No way that we could have. So... As we make plans, we need to be realistic and saying, hey, my plans might not always work out the way I thought they would. And not let that affect our faith, but to go on and realize, hey, that the Lord is ultimately in control of all of this. And so this year, 2018, that we're facing, I'll guarantee you it's going to be a life that's going to have some challenges. It's going to be a a year that is going to, be a battle in some ways for some of us. It's going to be something that we need to look at with excitement, but also some anticipation of how can I make this the best year ever for my family, for myself, for the kingdom, for the Lord's sake. How can I make 2018 the best year ever? How can I forget about the past? How can I put all those things aside? And how can I Get this thing going. How can I kick off the new year in a big way? And the way that we're going to do it is with prayer, okay? Because prayer is going to be necessary. It's going to be something that we need to do, also something that we have to do in order to have a successful 2018, so the thing that we're going to look at is, we're going to take just a few minutes here, we're going to look at a few specific subjects, you might be able to add a few more to that, you might be able to say, well, that doesn't really apply to me, but I think for most of us it does, and I'm going to have some people helping me pray, so as we bear with that, and uh, Piper, Chad told me just to pick a microphone, so if he is not back there, uh, if you would make sure that the orange mic is working. Let me. Uh... Oh, yeah, it is. Good deal. All right. <laughs> so, the first thing that we're going to do is pray for proper motivation. Now, ultimately, it comes down to this. Uh, you've heard me talk about this before. Paul says it this way He says, Now, abide these three things faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now, I've talked about how that for years i prayed to the lord lord tell me why that's the most important because you know we we put a lot of stock in having faith we put a lot of stock in 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 and having hope why is love the most important thing and it, it essentially comes down to this this is kind of the answer that the lord dropped into my heart and that is because ultimately what is our faith in faith is the evidence of things that we cannot see the proof of things that we can't touch, taste, feel, all that good stuff. So it is a belief in that God is who he says he is, that we're taking him at his word, that we're standing on his promises. But one day, whether it's whenever the Lord comes back, opens up that eastern sky and comes to get us, or that should we reach the end of our life, teach us to number our days, so that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Guess what? None of us is gonna be right here like this forever. Amen. Life is terminal. We're all gonna die someday, short of the Lord's blessed appearance. Woo woo. I'm looking for it. <laughs> the way things are going, uh, I mean, you start. You look at all the evidence in the books: earthquakes, diverse plagues. Uh, uh, I mean the storms, everything is pointing to, it's getting closer. So I'm looking for that. But should he tarry in hopes of reaching somebody else, then we're all going to go by way of the grave. So ultimately, one day, our faith will be realized. Because when we see him face to face, faith is no longer an issue. Amen? You are going to have been and be a believer from there on. Amen? Hope is... Now, uh, faith is our activator. Faith is what activates us to do something. God is real. He's true to to his promises. He's going to do what he says. One day I'm going to get to see him, so that's my activator. Get up, get busy. That's what James says. You say you have faith? Show me your faith. Do something with your faith. It's an action. So faith is our activator. Hope is that that we realize and you all have heard me talk about this one in ad infinitum if not ad nauseum <laughs> but the fact that it is our elevator that we that we realize that this is not all there is amen it gets our eyes off of the present problems and onto an eternal hope that lives in in and in, in, in stays with Jesus, that that we get our eyes off of this and realize that one day, one happy day from sin, set free, amen, that we'll get to be with him. Hope is our elevator. It elevates our, our eyes and our hopes off of this world and onto him. So faith is our activator. Hope is our elevator. Love should be our motivator. That everything that we do after becoming a believer ought to be motivated by the fact that I love Jesus, and because I love Jesus, he changes my heart. You've heard me talk about this many, many times. My heart, my human heart was not, uh, I had a Grinch heart. Okay, those of you that have seen the Grinch know that that heart was, was small and kind of crusted over. And uh, that's the way I was. I shared my testimony two or three weeks ago. I didn't like people, didn't want to be around people. I was a hermit, very happy to be a hermit. And whenever the Lord saved me, he not only broke the the shell on that heart, but he made it a whole lot bigger than it ever was. To where I cared about people, to where I cared about my fellow man, cared about whether they were going to heaven or hell, cared about what they were going through, empathy to the extreme. And here's the thing. We've got to realize that love has to be our motivator for everything we do. We want to see people saved. Why? Because we love them and we don't want them to go to hell. We want to feed people. Why? Because we hate to see anybody in need. Because we love them. And so what we've got to do is allow love to be our motivator, allow ourselves to be influenced by that. And, and I've got Doug. He's going he's gonna to lead us in a prayer about having a proper motivation. So let's join and pray with him. Hmm. I'm going to speak just
1: a little second. When I think about God and I think about Jesus and I think about the Holy Spirit, it's a relationship and a family. I think of, I think of God as my Father. He's my provider. He watches over us, takes care of us. To do that good job together with each other, we got to have a relationship. The most important part of that relationship is love. And so I'm very thankful that that Philip asked me to pray about that. Relationship is it's 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 the glue as far just just in, in, in my head and my heart, my soul, relationship is the glue. you got to be friends first, and then your family, and, and when you're family, there's love. So Lisa and I have a family, and then we have y'all. never think that y'all aren't any more important to us as family than our kinfolks are and that's the way God works with me we have a relationship and, and it's, a, it's a familial relationship very much so and if you haven't got that yet, uh, I encourage you to. All right, Lord, we thank you for this home, this church, this church body. We thank you for these uh, loving people here, Lord, that that least and I are, are are blessed to call our family. We thank you for our pastorate family, for everything that they've. Done and mean and continue to do for us, Lord. And we thank you for the love that that we see, though see the uh, the reeds share with each other, Lord, and, and that they've reached out to us and and we've reached back to them. And and uh, there's love there, Lord. And we and we thank you. We thank you for uh, the way that the analogies, Lord, that that Brother Philip has used this morning and. And how love is our motivator. We love you and praise you dear God. As your son. I thank you. For loving me. And and, and giving your. uh, Son's life. For me. Giving me the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the relationship. Of the indwelling Holy Spirit Lord. Lord I pray that. That. Love will motivate me this year to be a better dad, to be a better grandfather, to be a better husband, to be a better friend to each and every person that that, that, that I call friend and that we know each other as friends, Lord. Because when you get a close friend, everybody realizes that friends, that close friend is your brother or your sister. and there's family there. And God gave His son for us. And that's the ultimate love motivation right there. as if for God so loved the world that He gave Jesus so that we would not go to hell, Lord, if we chose him, and we thank you for the ability and the choice and, 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 the, and the offering that you have given us to, to choose Jesus, Lord, to, to give ourselves up and to choose him. Lord, we ask you to bless Brother Philip this year with these good messages and ask him, uh, we ask you to uh, continue blessing him, Lord, and we thank you for this for this church, and this church is not the building. The church is a people, Lord. We love you and praise you. And, uh, we'll do our best to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might this year, Lord.
0: We love you and praise you and give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we can't be motivated by power we can't be motivated by popularity we can't be motivated by pride we got to be motivated by love second thing we got to be and pray for uh, divine guidance so the 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 deal here is the fact that we can't see what's ahead okay as much as we would like to we can't even see a few hours into the future and see what january one is going to be like we're fairly limited in that sense of things. We can't see what's ahead. So if I'm if I'm up here and I shut my eyes, and I'm just going to take off walking, what's going to happen? Brother Phillips going to fall down. Go boom. <laughs> and so what we've got to do is realize that if we can't see into the future, but there's somebody that can. If there's somebody that can give us direction and keep us from... Fallen, keep us from stepping into a hole, keep us from, from running into things, or going in the wrong direction, doing the wrong thing, then shouldn't we stop and ask for directions? now, as I was pondering this message, the thing that came to my mind, and the Lord just brought it to my mind, and I asked permission from Miss Pauline and Mr. Johnny, because the Lord just brought them to mind. Because you, like me, As they come in on Sunday morning, Pauline will be on Johnny's arm and he'll, I've heard him, he'll lean over and he'll say, Pastor's coming. Step here. Step up right there. Hold on and I'll get the door. And I mean, it just rung my bell. Because that's the way we ought to be with the Lord. Listening. For that still, small voice. We know Elijah expected it in the wind and in the earthquake and in the fire and all those big things. And then when all that was over, the Lord wasn't in that. And whenever the Lord came, it was in that still, small voice. Look out. Don't go there. Something's coming down the pike. Be ready for it. Go go left and not right here. Go this direction and not that one. And I mean, it just absolutely made me think so much of Johnny and Pauline and that sense of things. So what we've got to do is get attuned to listening for the voice of the Lord. The, the, I think, and it is proven out for other people as well, I think the Lord's talking to us all the time. I've heard some people say, I've never heard from the Lord. Well, you know, in an audible voice, probably not. The only time I've ever heard an audible voice from the Lord was in a dream one time, and it was a very audible voice, and it was exactly what I needed to hear. But most times it's that little unction, that little whisper of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Psst, don't do that. Psst, you need to go here. Need to see that person. Need to stop here and just wait for just a second. And about that time, somebody zooms by that would have just T-boned your car. And here's the thing that we've got to do. If he's broadcasting all the time and we're not hearing it, who's out of sync? Who's out of tune? It's just like if I brought a radio in here and I set it down on the platform and we just looked at it probably not going to accomplish much. We're probably not going to hear a bunch over that radio. But number one, what do we have to do? we got to plug it in and get some power, which is what the Lord gives us in having the Holy Spirit within us, the power to do, the power to accomplish more than we can by ourselves. And then secondly, we got to reach over there on the side. We've got to turn the volume up a little. And then when we turn that other knob, all of a sudden we get that little... Wait a minute, I heard something. Let me go back just a little bit and that 's the way with us that whisper of the Lord in our ear that we that we got to get tuned into that we got to be able to hear in order to accomplish something great in two thousand and eighteen. There are going to be times the lord 's going to keep you from trouble. There are going to be times whenever the Lord is going to keep you from showing out. amen and losing your testimony there's going to be times whenever the Lord says go talk to this person maybe just maybe you'll have to even change your agenda to stop and talk to somebody see i'm telling you if we allow the lord to guide us it is so amazing and sometimes we're not even cognizant that it's happening sometimes it's just that little i think i'll do this rather than that i've shared this story i'm not going to name names But I've shared it with a few people. During the, as Zach alluded to it, during the the program, the thing that the Lord showed me, we had uh, several weeks ahead, uh, Zach had said, I want to do uh, candlelight communion. And I said, man, I am just not in favor of doing candlelight communion. It has never worked out good for me. In Kentucky, we've... Built a new church It's kind of set up like this, had chairs. The only thing is the, the backs on the chairs were a little more padded, and they were some pretty expensive chairs. Well, the first Christmas that we were in the building, oh, we're going to have a candlelight communion. It's just going to be all warm and fuzzy, and it's just going to be great. And somebody burnt the back off of the chair because they, they didn't want their candle to fall over, so they scooted it up against the bank. And, of course, it stuck out a little bit, so the heat from the candle, Hello. The next year we did it. Oh, that was just a fluke. It was just a you know bad year for candlelight communion. Next year we tried it and we ended up with wax all in the carpet. So from then on we didn't do much candlelight communion. We might have candles lit and we might have it, have it to where you did it for a minute, but then you blew them out. Um, but here's the thing: is we were talking about. I'm not really in favor of doing candlelight communion. Anybody got any ideas? Well, Miss April was in here decorating the platform. Ted, if you want to turn those lights on. They're pretty neat. Have you got the controller for that, I think? Woo! I just love that. It gives a depth to it. Some of the lights are in focus, some of them are not. So anyway, Miss April's in here. We're talking about it. We're talking about LED candles and how, where, where you can get the cheapest and everything. She says, what about a glow stick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, what do you think? Zach's like nah, I just don't know. So the more we talked about it, the more we went in that direction. And the week before we were doing this, this was months—probably a month, month and a half ahead—when we made this decision. We're going to go with the glow sticks, and everybody was laughing about it and poking fun at it, and everything's so like, "Hey, that's what we're going to do. We're going to wear." It. And a week beforehand, I'm pondering the the little gospel presentation I'm going to give, and those of you that were here know what I did, and that was that this has a purpose in life. And it's not just to look pretty like it is. It has to be broken in order for the light to shine through. And the more it's broken, the more light shines through. And so that was my illustration for this. Little did I know, there was somebody in the congregation on that Friday night that was a glow stick geek would jump over something to get to a glow stick. And whenever I did that, the Lord spoke to their heart and they got saved. See, I thought, I was making a decision. I thought, ah, yeah, glow stick, not glow stick, glow stick, not glow stick. And the Lord said, yeah, you're going glow stick. Miss Dina posted a story on Facebook that kind of got my thoughts headed in that direction, but it was the fact that that we have to, in order for his light to shine through, it's when we're broken that it shines the most. He told the Apostle Paul, in, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. And see how that all works together? So we've got to listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray about that. Father, would you make our, our ears sensitive, our spiritual ears? Yes, Lord, we'd all like to hear you physically we'd all like to hear an audible voice but other than a few times in the Bible you never did that it was always that you spoke in that still small voice and so Lord let us tune out everything that would try to get our attention off of the things that really matter help us to listen for your voice help us to take time Lord it might seem like it's a split-second decision but Lord help us to just take an account very very quickly and listen for you to say Yes. No. Wait. Whatever it is, Lord, we're going to be open to your voice. We're going to be open to to your direction, and Lord, we need your help just like Mr. Johnny whispers in Miss Pauline's ear. We're going to we're going to listen for you to say about what's coming. We're going to listen for you to whisper about a step that's coming up or a hole or something that we need to avoid. And so, Lord, give us ears to hear what you're saying to us, not only as individuals, but also to the church in jesus name amen number three we got to pray for a proper purpose and this was kind of a twofer here because realize that this ties into that point as well <laughs> there's a purpose for this and yeah in in their in their present state and i actually brought another one for you to look at um, Yeah, it could could hold a place on a table. We could could put it in one of the holders in the back of the seats. We could do all kinds of things. And it would hold a place. But until it gets broken, it has not realized its true purpose. And see, that's so much like us. Until we're broken, we never realize how much we need the Lord. Until we're broken, we never get to the point where we're saying, I can't. I just can't do it by myself and therefore his light starts to shine as bright as it possibly can in us and through us. And, and and so the thing that we've got to do is realize that sometimes, you know, here's the thing that makes me sad. I see people go through stuff and they turn their back on the Lord. I see people that, that hard times come and, and the 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 people that were so fervent for the Lord, all of a sudden you're wondering hey, what, where are you now? What, what happened? And it's It's that we need to let our light shine through because, hey, we can be like this all of our life. We can live here for 70, 80, 90 years. And and yeah, we can have a name. And yeah, we can be all that. And we can be successful at work. And we can be successful here and this and that and the other. But this thing could live here 70, 80, 90 years and never fulfill its purpose. We got to know that we're here for a reason. As I have shared with you many times, we are made on purpose, for a purpose, by God, for God. And that reason is to, is to better the kingdom. Our testimony, your testimony is one of the most important things. Because see, I can say, well, I got broken, now the light's shining through me. But how did it happen? Illness? Divorce that I didn't want to go through. Tough times in a lot of different ways. All kinds of things. And see, it's, it's, if we realize that that's not the end of it, it's just the beginning and we give it over to the Lord, all of a sudden, this one is fulfilling his purpose just like that. For, oh, look. The light shining a little brighter through it. Now, I didn't formulate that. It just happened that way. Again, the more broken we are, sometimes the more the light can shine through. Let's pray for that proper purpose. Lord, we, uh, we uh, do. <laughs> if we don't know that purpose, and then, Lord, it took me several years of kind of sorting through things to figure it out for myself, so I know that it can be a tough thing. But, Lord, as long as we are here, as long as we are breathing and alive, we can fulfill our purpose. So, Lord, would you show us all, every one of us, our reason for being here, the purpose that you have put us on this line. It might be to reach that one. It might be that, that just that thing of, of bringing a glow stick, Lord, that that would be the purpose for that day, that night, or maybe even a lifetime. Lord, letting our light shine through to reach somebody that needs to hear from you. So, Lord, tonight, this, today, we pray as we're facing this this change of year tonight, Lord, I pray that you would show us our proper purpose for being here. And Lord, would you just uh, help us to fulfill that in every way, every day of our lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So the thing then that we need to do is pray for an unsaved world. Realize that In this day and time in which we live, just a few years ago, 90% of the U.S. population said they attended church. 90% of the U.S. said, yes, I attend church in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Now, some of that was social. There was one point in time when if you were going to have a business, you were going to do something, you were going to get your name out there, you attended church, if nothing else, just to hand your business card to all those good folks on Sunday morning. But there's a whole lot of that has passed. And right now, today, as we sit in this place, that number has dropped to 25% overall of the United States of America that says, I attend church regularly from 90 percent just a few years ago down to 25 percent. now it's a sign of the times yes some of that was social before some of that didn't mean anything toward them knowing the lord and the most important thing is that they know the lord but here's the thing if they don't get that gospel message that's the reason why and i, I again back to purpose i don't know if you've noticed it but on our special days i don't Get up here and preach endlessly. A a message can be eternal without being everlasting. Amen. And that eternal consequence is so much more important. And and nowadays, with people's attention spans so short, television and everything, media, online, has made people's attention spans so short. And when we get guests in here, when we get people that are here for the first time and they've never maybe sat through a 30-minute sermon, you got about five minutes. you got about five minutes. That's what I was shooting for. Zach said I went 10. So there you go. But here's the thing. If you've noticed, I have tried my very best. Even in the time that I've been here, which is now heading on eight years, I have tried to make Every time I present it, I make it a little bit shorter. I make it a little bit more succinct. I make it a little bit more compact. I make it a little more Reader's Digest condensed version because I know that I've got about five minutes to reach somebody for the kingdom. Now, You all who have been in church world for a long time, you expect more than a five-minute dissertation. And that's good. That's what Sunday mornings are for. You can bring a friend on Sunday morning, though, and if something like a glow stick or something else touches their heart, they're going to get saved. But here's the thing. When we're bringing people in here, I do my very best to do it in five minutes thereabout because I know that's how long I've got to reach them. And, folks, this, this world... If people are attending church less, and people are not even coming for social reasons, then it makes our job that much more important. That when we're out on the job, or we're out doing our shopping, or that we're doing all kinds of things, that we are taking every advantage to let our light shine. Whether it is, and I've talked about it so many times, doing things low voltage or high voltage. You can you can take, you know, here's the thing, you can take one of our, our business cards from the church, leave it in your basket at Walmart. You never know what God's going to do with something like that. Take one of the pamphlets that we have out there. One of the, one of the things that I always check before we have guests, and some of you, I, I know there's some people that say, oh, preachers only work one day a week. No, we work a, a two at least. <laughs> but here's the thing. I go out there and I check, on what pamphlets we've got in the, in the little holders, and I'm making an abundance of one. You know what it is? Actually, two of them that go more than the others. What we believe and why we worship the way we worship. I will make an abundance of those ahead of time because people will take them. Hey, I don't know where they're taking them. They may take them and read them for a second and throw them away, or they may take them home and they may dig them out of a drawer a year from now. But whatever it is, the Lord can do something with that. Uh, some of the smallest things that we can do make the biggest difference. And, and the acts of grace, they're doing stuff out there. They're, they're making a difference in the lives of people. So I have asked Lisa, if she would, to come and pray for the unsaved and those that are far from the Lord. And uh, she's going to lead us in a prayer that we can reach more people in 2018. Thank you, ma'am.
2: So, Father, we come to you today, and we thank you. We thank you that we are your children. We thank you that you have chosen us. Your word tells us that you chose us, you adopt us, and that you uh, forgive us and you redeem us. And so, Father, we come to you, and we thank you that you did that for us. And so, Father, we pray that you open our eyes to all these people around us, whether those are people we work with daily or those that we run into or people that you just put on our heart to minister to. Father, I pray that you give us your heart concerning these people, that we will judge them with your eyes and not with ours, not our perceived um, judgments, Father, and the things that we are biased toward. But, Father, I pray that we just open our hearts to your word and who you are and who you want us to be to reach these people. I pray that you give us a vision, that you give us the hearts to reach all these people. And so, Father, I just thank you for your word, that you will honor your word, and I pray that we begin to know your word more so that we can um, speak it to, to these people, that they can come to you. And I just thank you in Jesus' name for doing all these things in our lives. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. Next, we got to pray for our homes and our families in this congregation. That is a priority where the Lord is concerned. You know, realize that the Lord ordained the family and the home many thousands of years before he ever ordained the church. Our homes are are to be our sanctuary, our homes, and our families are to be of of utmost priority. Now, realize that there's a caveat in this that I'm going to share with you. I personally have gotten my priorities mixed up through the years. And Miss Angie would say, amen. (laughs) Yeah, she's being nice. See, here's the thing. There have been times when I have put my position and going and doing things for other people ahead of my own family. And I have regretted that. If there's one thing, I've told her through the years, the one thing that I wish I could do over, because I was just getting started in this and felt like I had to kind of make a spot, you know, uh, make a a name for myself or whatever. And I neglected my family, especially when my kids were little. I didn't spend enough time at home because there was always something to do. There was always somebody calling. There was always something that I could be working on uh, it's been one of the hardest things for me, coming from plant work, where you clocked in, a, you know, you arrived promptly at whatever your work time was, and worked diligently to whatever time it was to clock out, and after that, you were you were done. You didn't even have to think about it anymore. It's been one of the hardest things I've ever dealt with. Whenever I went full time into ministry, to where it is a twenty four seven on call job, and I have I, I admittedly have failed at points in my life okay but we all need to take priority in 2018 and say i'm going to make my family and my home a priority i'm going to pray for my spouse i'm going to pray for my kids i'm going to pray for my extended family and my church family doug touched on that whenever he was he was talking and and you know this is an extended family But ultimately, it comes down to there are things that you have to prioritize. And and God always comes first. That's first number one priority. God always comes first. Then your nuclear family, no, we're not talking atomic physics. We are talking your nuclear family, the husband, wife, and kids, if that's the way it's set up. Now, maybe you're a single parent, you and your kids, whatever it is, but that's your nuclear family. Then comes your extended family and your church family. And, and that falls under the heading of friends, and friends are family that you get to choose. Woo! That's the best kind, because how many of you have family members that you you know you just got through spending two days with them over Christmas and you're thinking, Oh God, will this ever end? Yeah, don't leave me hanging. I got one amen. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But we ought to make our families and our homes a priority in 2018. And let's, let's start off, I mean, we're a few hours from the new year, but Miss Angie is going to come, and she's going to lead us in a prayer for our homes and our families. Oh, she told me the lights were on in the airport.
3: <laughs> Too many points. One more, just one more. <laughs> Father, we come to you this morning, Lord, and we pray for our family. Father, I pray that you would protect uh, each family and each family member of our congregation in this upcoming year, Lord. I pray that you would keep them safe as we travel and go our separate ways on the highways, and Lord, I pray that you would keep us safe at work in a church, Lord. And Father, I pray that you would just uh, send good health to each and each and every family, Lord. I pray that healing would take place this year lord in 2018 that uh, miracles would happen to our church families god i pray that you would bless us with finances lord and wealth and prosperity god all the things that come with that lord father god i pray that you would give us a fervent heart lord to win more people to your kingdom and to uh, get our own uh, people here lord our own families lord father god i pray that you would uh, straighten up our priorities god that we wouldn't put a ball game, a sports activity, or a hobby, or anything like that before you, God, that we would just attend your house faithfully, Lord, and just get our priorities in order. Lord, I thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. So we've got to make our, our families and our homes a priority, you know, uh, just a little addition to that. We have always tried to through the years, even though there's always lots of stuff going and doing, uh, one of the things that Angie and I have, have always strived to do was make our home a sanctuary, and as best we could, we've done that, so that's a good thing to pray. Lord, make my home a sanctuary, make me a sanctuary, and that brings us to the final point, and Angie said, "Woo woo. let's pray for our personal devotion and dedication to the Lord. Here's the thing, and you've heard me pray it a bunch, Lord, help me to become something that looks a whole lot more like your dear son, Jesus, and a whole lot less like me. How does that happen? Not overnight, usually not in a miraculous form, but it is in a series of decisions that draw us ever closer to the Lord to his will for our lives. So the thing that we've got to do is realize that if we're going to do that, if we're going to accomplish that, that we're going to be personally dedicated to the Lord, if we're going to be personally devoted to him. See, here. There's a. The, sometimes we, we want to use the words righteous. We want to use the word holy. And righteousness is something you can see. Righteous is doing good things. Uh, doing righteous deeds is what the Word tells us. But holiness goes a whole lot further. Sometimes now, in this world, sometimes you'll see somebody, you ever heard somebody say, oh, they must be holiness because of the way they're dressed. Okay? Holiness doesn't have a thing to do with how you're dressed. Holiness ultimately comes down to this because I've heard a whole lot of people use a whole lot of definitions about what it really means, but this is it. You look in the Old Testament. Whenever... God told Moses how to build certain things in the temple, and one of the you know one of the things as they entered in there would be the incense burners, and that would you know be to sanctify all the all the smell of the temple and everything, because this was a bloody place if you look at the outer court. I mean, it was not just the best thing. I mean, they were all the time slaughtering lambs to be sacrificed, all this kind of stuff. So they would have the you enter into the tabernacle there. And it would be incense. There would also be a, a laver or a sink, a bowl, for the priest to wash his hands and make not only you know, purification from the sense of washing his hands, but it was a, a legal purification. And all these things that were dedicated to the temple, because they were dedicated to the temple, the Lord said they shall be holy. Now, if holiness has anything to do with what we're doing, how is a bowl holy? How is an incense burner holy? Holy means it's dedicated purely to the purpose of the Lord. So if we want to live a holy life, the way we do it is we dedicate ourselves to, completely to the Lord's purpose. And so here's the thing. If we're going to do that, number one, we've got to know what he says. We've got to know what he thinks we got to know how we're supposed to live. we got to know what we're supposed to do as well as not do. I've heard people say, the Christian faith is just a bunch of a list of don'ts and you can't do this, you can't do that. No, it's a list of do's about all the things that we can do. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. Why? Because he strengthens me. And, and John, in John chapter 15, one of my favorite ver- chapters in the Bible, he says, with him we can do, uh, uh, Paul says, with him we can do all things. But John says, without him we can do nothing. We can, we can make great efforts and we can work really, really hard. But unless he is involved, it accomplishes nothing. So the thing that we've got to do is sit out to strive to know what he thinks, what he says, what he wants us to do, what he doesn't want us to do. And how are we going to do that? We've got to get into his word. Amen. And how do we do that? There's lots and lots of ways. I'm glad you asked. Uh, here it's the first of the year. People are making resolutions doing this, that. another. one of the things that I always like to tell people, if you're going to set out, okay, in 2018, I'm going to read the Bible through. Somebody got a phone call. <laughs> just as a quick, close your eyes, bow your heads. And I'm not doing this to embarrass you. It's just a quick survey so I'll know and nobody else is looking around. Chad, close your eyes back there. Okay, nobody's looking. How many of you have read through the Bible in the last five years? Hands up. Okay, small percentage. I just just wanted to know that. So if you haven't read through it in the last five years, it is not fresh in your mind. So my challenge for you in 2019 is we're doing personal devotion, a dedication to the Lord. Let's, Let's get back in his word. We're praying, we're we're talking to the Lord, but let's let him talk to us. And how does he do that? Most of the time it's through his written word. And he's going to bring things to mind. If you're in that word and you're reading it through, all of a sudden something's going to happen and you're going to say, hey, wait a minute. This... This is what I was reading last week or or yesterday or whatever it is. And, I mean, it just makes it come to life. So there's several ways you can do that. You say, I don't have time to sit down and read through my Bible. If you are going to read, number one, get an easy-to-read version, one that you can understand. I don't care if it's a comic book Bible. I really, really don't. Boy, there's some people that will jump up and down there. Some people that say, I was a heretic for saying that. Some people say, it's got to be the King James. Bless God. You've got to get them jowls moving when you say that. Yes, the King James is a good version, but it's not the only version. Not uh, the only translation. There are lots of good translations. I like, I prefer the New Living Translation. That's what I use most of the time. It is a contemporary English, very, very true To the original language, about as true a version or translation as I've seen. So I recommend it. But if you like the NIV, if you like the contemporary English version, I don't, if you like the word, if you like the message, that's dandy. You're in the Word, and God's going to do something with it. Get a comic book Bible if you have to. If you don't have time to read it all, and you say, I want to know what God's saying to me, then there are all kinds of things. Number one, you can go to, it's uh, called BibleInAYear.org. You can go and sign up, and it'll send you every day. It'll send you a, a Bible reading that will get you through from January 1 to December 31, 2018. You'll read through the Bible. It sends it in an email form, and you can read it every day. I don't, some people say, you got to do it of a morning. No, just any time you can do it. If you're a night person, do it at night. If you're a morning person, do it in the morning. If you're a noon person, do it while you're at lunch. Uh, Maybe you get an hour off for lunch and you eat in 10 minutes. And and that gives you several minutes to read. The other is, there's lots of apps that you can get on your phone. The uh, um, Bible.is, Bible.com, all kinds of places that have apps that you can get on your phone that will not only give you a daily Bible reading, but it'll read it to you. I mean, how much easier can it get than that? There's also podcasts. There's one that I have done in the past, and I'm going to undertake to do it again this year. Uh, It is called the Daily Audio Bible, D-A-B, Audio uh, Bible. And um, you go there, and it's this guy that uh, he reads you an Old Testament uh, verse, going through it, chronologically, you know, from beginning to end. Uh, He does a New Testament reading and a proverb every day, and then gives a little devotion with it. Sometimes it you know, doesn't always apply. It's not going to apply every time. But ultimately, you're getting the word, and sometimes that devotion really, really, really rings your bell. So what I'm telling you, though, is we've got to make a dedication to the Lord if we expect him to be dedicated to us. Amen? If we want to know what he's thinking, know what he's saying, know what he wants us to do or not do, we've got to get in that word. And I have asked Miss Linda May to come and finish off pray for our personal dedication and devotion to the Lord.
4: Dear Lord, we come to you today, and Lord, um, the year 2017 wasn't great for many of us, and Lord, we had a lot of challenges, and Lord, that may have pulled us away from you in some ways, but Lord, I pray that in 2018, we will be more dedicated to you, and that we will get back into your word, and Lord, that we will realize that all of your promises are in there, and if we want to know those promises, we have to get into your word, Lord. If we want to know what you have for us, we have to read your word to know what that is, Lord, that you guide us through your word. Lord, that you um, you tell us what you want for our lives through your word. You tell us how we are to act and treat others through your word, that, Lord, your word is is what we should stand on in our lives, and I just pray that Um, We will get back into that, Lord, because if we don't know your word, then we won't know any of those things. And so, Lord, I just pray that you will um, be with us in 2018 and help us to uh, be more dedicated to you and and be more devoted to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right. Everybody stand with me this morning, and I'm going to ask you to do something we don't often do, but I want you to just begin to move up front here. There's not that many of us this morning, so there's plenty of room here in the altar area. All right. Every head bowed, every eye closed very quickly. If there's anybody here this morning, and you don't know the Lord, but you're saying today, I want to. I'm not going to call you out, not going to embarrass you. And guess what? Nobody's looking around except me to know who I'm praying with. So if you're here and you want to make a commitment to the Lord for 2018, or maybe you've made that commitment in the past, but you're saying, I just kind of walked away from it. I want to renew it for 2018. I want to forget about 2017 and all that junk that I did. And if that's you, would you just slip your hand up so I know who I'm praying with? Yes, 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 yes. Lots of hands up. We're going to pray about that first, and then we're going to pray together. But if you raise your hand, I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to mean it from your heart. But if, you are, if you're a born-again believer, I just want you to pray it with them just as a show of your support for the decision they're making this morning. And could we just pray this together? Heavenly Father, I ask you this morning that you would come into my heart and into my life like never before. Would you forgive me for all that junk? that I have done that would separate us. Lord Jesus, I know what you did. You died in my place. You died for my sin. So that I could go free, I thank you for loving me that much. I thank you for your forgiveness. And I ask you that you would lead me, guide me, direct me, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for loving me and saving me, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a big hand clap for that this morning. And now, I just want you to join hands with somebody. And if there's something on your heart, maybe you just need to share something with them that you want them to pray about with you, uh, take that moment right now and just say whatever it is you want to, if there's something specific you're wanting to pray about, and you can, you can join with me in praying about our church family that we would grow in 2018, that we would accomplish what the Lord wants us to. You know, we had the building for sale in 2017, it hadn't sold, so that means, tells me one thing. It wasn't the time, wasn't right. Or we're supposed to be here, one or the other, so we're going we're gonna to do it like we were going to be here forever. The Lord may open the door up tomorrow, but hey, that's okay. So you can pray with me about that. But if there's something that you're wanting somebody to help you pray about, you can just share that with them. But otherwise, just join hands with the person next to you, and we are going to pray together. Father, as we are praying out, 2017, and Lord, uh, used to, we had watch night services, and we'd have to be here right at the stroke of midnight, but you know what? It's midnight somewhere already. And so, Lord, we are praying for 2018 to be a better year for every one of us. A better year than it's ever been. And, Lord, as long as we're starting it off with you, walking hand in hand with each other, walking hand in hand with you, God, it's going to be a good one. So, Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts to everything that we talked about here, that our motivations and our purpose and all those things that we talked about, Lord, that you would keep those ever present in our mind as we go through this year. But, Lord, I'm praying for protection. I'm praying for for your hand to be upon every member of this church. Lord, the ones that are not here this morning, Lord, I pray that you would touch them, that you would come into that room where they're at this morning and just let them know that you love them. Lord, if you would, just through the Holy Spirit, give them a hug this morning and just let them know that you love them, that you care about them, everything that they've been through. And Lord, there's people uh, that need to be here that don't even know we're here. Lord, there are people from the east, the, the west, the north, and the south that need to be in this place. Lord, you've got, you got a purpose for them in the kingdom. and, and you, I'm just praying that you'd use us as the vehicle through which to reach them. Lord, that you would help us to do things that would entice people here that maybe didn't even have an inkling that you were going to reach them, but, Lord, you snuck up on them in the dark and you gave them a hug. And, Lord, we're just praying that you would reach people for the kingdom's sake. Time is short, and people seem to be turning their back on it. But, Lord, we want to be, we, we be a light shining out in the darkness. Just like these glow sticks, Lord. It, it might be that we're not putting out a great amount of light. But, God, Lord, this, dark, this world is so dark that that little bit of light shines for a long, long way. So, Lord, we're just holding up a beacon, and we're asking you that you would use us. Lord, we pray for each other. Pray for that person that's on her right hand and on her left hand. And, Lord, I pray wellness and health and healing their way. And, Lord, prosperity and everything that you've got in store for them. Lord, I I pray that you would bless them, heal them, Lord, uh, of the things that are, are afflicting them physically. And, Lord, that you would meet every need that they have. And, Lord, we pray your blessing on Family Worship Center. And, Lord, that you would, every time we come in these doors, that you would meet us here. Lord, one of the things that I've heard over and over and over again from people that come in that are our guests is, I just felt the presence of the Lord. And, Lord, we always want to be able to find that presence here. Lord, if we are in this sanctuary by ourselves or we are here with it packed to the ceiling, Lord, we want to be able to feel your presence, know that you're here with us. And, Lord, we want to accomplish your purpose and your will in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it all and ask it all. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.